Calgary Next with Tara McCool and David Wallach is brought to you in part by Calgary Economic Development. Calgary is the choice for the world's best entrepreneurs, embracing technology to solve some of the greatest challenges. Our guest this morning is Jackson McDonough. Born and raised in Calgary, he's a fourth-generation entrepreneur and passionate Calgarian. Just over one year ago, after graduating university and starting his career with a successful software company out of Austin, Texas, he came back to Calgary to launch what he calls a next-generation talent recruiting agency, focusing on recent graduates. Jackson's here to tell us more about his mission to advocate for the, what the next generation brings to the workforce. Good morning, Jackson. Yeah, good morning. And David, Tara, thank you for having me. I'm really excited to, to get into this conversation today. Good morning, Jackson. First of all, what is the new recruiting game? Because well, that's the first thing you see on your website. Absolutely. You know, what I like to say is when we look at how the workforce has changed, specifically in the last three years, we went through a pandemic, we came out of it. Everyone had a lot of time to think about What's important to me? What do I like? I might have gotten to work from home a lot and maybe I like that and that's all I want to do going forward or maybe I really miss the office. But what we notice is when it comes to recruiting and and specifically in agencies, that change hasn't happened in that industry to keep up with what's changed in terms of what people want and need out of where they work and, and how they're looking for work. So we created an agency that brought in some tech, but always led with people first to see the bigger picture behind people and create better fits into companies so that people aren't just bouncing around and, you know, getting a job in one place and then immediately looking at another. We want to ensure we're pumping in dynamic talent that wants to build a career and be a future leader wherever they decide to work. So basically you are a disruptor. As a disruptor, how did the competition receive you? Well, you know, it's interesting. We actually love to compete with our competition. And and because this industry hasn't been disrupted in so long, even the companies that are working with recruitment agencies are realizing we don't really like the service we're getting. There's a lot about this experience that we wish could be done differently. But because they still kind of get a hire in there and don't have to think about it too much, they're okay staying kind of stagnant like that. And that's where I love to come in and say, hey, give us a chance to compete. We're going to find you better competition at a better price. uh, And you're going to see the longer term benefits from that. And uh, it's been good so far. We are coming up on one year in June of being live and getting to break into some of the client bases and industries we've gotten to be in is definitely punching above our weight class. But that's exactly where we want to be. And uh, it's been a great experience so far. So just taking it on a higher level, how is Calgary actually doing in terms of youth employment? How do we rank? You know, we don't rank super well. I think there's been a few reports that came out uh, that emphasize that. And that's really why Upwardly started. Uh, As a lifelong Calgarian myself, I was getting sick and tired of seeing these articles every week come out that said, the flight of young talent, we've got the brain drain going on. We've got amazing young people graduating from post-secondary institutions here in Calgary and Alberta. And they're thinking Vancouver, Toronto, Montreal, those are better places to go. And they're not coming back. They're finding their significant other, they're building their roots and they're staying there. And we're missing out on this whole generation of dynamic talent Mm -hmm. that we need to start taking advantage of. So that's really the problem that Upwardly set out to solve. So tell us about that generation because uh, you, you focus on Gen Z. Mm-hmm. What do the Gen Zers have to offer? I've got I've got someone <laughs> your age and in my household. One question: what? What, what, what ages is Gen Z? Because I'm confused Good with question. the X, Y, and Z and all. 
those generations? You know, it, so many people define it differently. Myself, I'm a 96. I just read recently that I'm now described as a geriatric Gen Z. Um, <laughs> so I'm on the older, the older spectrum of it, but I believe it goes all the way down to about people born in, I think, 2003. Um, so there's a lot of there's a lot of differences amongst Gen Z. It's a very diverse generation. But the number one thing we're seeing when it comes to workplace is they care about where they work, number one. They also care about what they do. This generation isn't going to kind of sit back and, and do a job and do a project for their boss that the boss never reads. They're going to look and say, my friends are doing something where it actually impacts the business and I'd way rather do that. So that's a number one thing about Gen Z is they just want to make an impact or be given the shot to. They care about career progression, but that scares a lot of people, right? When you have this generation coming in and they're getting their entry-level jobs and, and what they care about is getting to the next level. Well, the answer to that is building clearly defined career pathways. So letting somebody know when they join your business, hey, when you get to this level of experience, when you've produced these types of results, when you've had this kind of success, that's when we move you up into this role. So as long as that clarity and transparency from, a, from a, an employer is there, uh, that can make a huge difference with this generation. Our guest this morning is Jackson McDonough, right? Jackson McDonough, yeah. Jackson McDonough, co-founder and CEO of Upwardly Career. So, Jason, uh, Jackson, I have a question for you in terms of the uh, why did you choose that specific market of the graduate? Just because you got frustrated and it was your experience or is the old guys, it's a saturated market already. No, no. And, and yeah, there's a lot to dive into here. So first off, why I created it is only about six years ago, I was graduating from university and entering the job market. And I was looking to come back to Calgary. I went to school out on the East Coast and I just wasn't finding opportunities. I didn't know where to look. I was putting my resume into job after job after job application. And I wasn't hearing back, or if I did, I'd have one interview and get no feedback. And it was frustrating at a time where I'm probably the most uncertain about what I'm going to do next. I just wanted a little clarity, a little support there, and I didn't find it. And so I realized pretty quickly, there's got to be something we need, we can do to change that. And, and to give a little bit of empowerment back to, to job seekers, to give them feedback, even if they go in for an interview and, and they're not the right fit, a company like Upwardly will ensure that we get really clear feedback. We push the right buttons with the employer to understand where did this candidate go wrong? And we give that feedback to the candidate so that they can level up and they can learn it. Maybe I have to take a course or maybe mm. I have to get some of this experience before I go forward. And just having that is, is a testament to the talent that's here that we want to have here. I know I talk to companies every day. They want to reinvest in the talent that's here. And, you know, I think having something like this is really important so that in five years, we're not having the same talent shortage conversations that we are today. We need to develop and invest in the talent that's here so that we're not having those conversations in five years. Interesting that you provide the feedback after the job interview. I think that's really important. And one of the things that I hear from uh, employers say that the Gen Z and younger and sometimes some of the millennials have a really hard time accepting feedback. They take it very personally. And it's just been, it's a different generation of like helicopter parenting and a lot of people taking care of things for their kids and whatnot, right? So they haven't had that hard truth. So I'm interested if, if you're experiencing the same with that younger generation and that they 
take feedback differently? You know, what I see from when we provide feedback is like awakenings happening, just a realization of, oh my gosh, yes, that's right. I need to level up on that. Mm, Thank you for this. Thank you. Right. To have that communication versus the opposite of, hey, you didn't get the job, but try applying in six months. Like that you're left with nothing to Mm -hmm. go forward and, and kind of building on what I said about this generation, it's they want to get better. They're trying to just improve, improve and experience and learn. And so you got to give them the opportunities to do so. And uh, when they get the feedback, do you see a change? Do you see that they accept it and, and try to do something different? Yeah, it's motivating to them, I think. And, and being able to provide direct guidance and, hey, if you need to kind of learn a little bit more about this software, we're actually going to send you a course that you can do on LinkedIn Learning and you're going to dive right in. And once you've done that, come back to us and you might not be a fit for this client, but we have seven others that we would like to consider you for. And if you have that background, wow, you're going to be even more better for this role. So it's motivating. And I think whenever a, a younger person is given that opportunity to learn in a constructive way, they're going to take it. And, and we've seen that happen so far. You know, it's interesting that you talk about feedback. Um, I have to share my experience. When I immigrated to this country and I sent my resume, uh, the Canadian way was not to give you an answer if it's a no. <laughs> They're too polite, right? <laughs> yeah, too polite. Avoiding conflict. <laughs> like, uh, we won't give you an answer because we're nice and we don't want you to get insulted. And I was staying at home waiting for an answer. Mm. Uh, I think this is a great way to, to, to do it. How'd that, how'd that make you feel when you, you didn't Horrible, hear right? Horrible. Until I made a decision, the last people I interviewed was this company that now I own. And I said, I'm going to work for you. Yeah. And it didn't help them. <laughs> I just came here. Well, I'll tell you, David, Upwardly is two-pronged. We focus on our candidates, but also our clients. And so while we give that feedback on the candidate to the candidate, we also give the candidates feedback right back to the employer. And we've actually been able to help companies get better in their hiring processes and have a better brand out there when they're in the, in the job search, right? If you have a bad experience, if you're interviewing at a company and it doesn't go well, you're going to go tell 20 people how much that company sucks. Mm-hmm. We will talk about your feedback to employers after the commercial. Okay, Jackson, okay. we have to take a commercial <laughs> okay. break. Okay, Our guest today is Jackson McDonough, co-founder and CEO of Upwardly Careers. And we'll see you after the commercial. Calgary Next with Tara McCool and David Wallach is brought to you in part by Calgary Economic Development. Calgary is the choice for the world's best entrepreneurs, embracing technology to solve some of the greatest challenges. Calgary Next with Tara McCool and David Wallach is brought to you in part by Calgary Economic Development. Calgary is the choice for the world's best entrepreneurs, embracing technology to solve some of the greatest challenges. Our guest this morning is Jackson McDonough, co-founder and CEO of Upwardly Careers. Before we went out to commercial, you said you're going to give, you're giving feedback also to employers. When we talk about feedback, it is important that it goes to the candidates, but it's equally important that it goes right back to employers. And here's why. Employers, a lot of the times, a lot of the companies we work with, sometimes they don't have a full built out HR department. They don't have somebody that's dedicated, you know, has a full background in interviewing and recruiting. They might do payroll and that, or even sometimes the people making the hiring decisions are the actual managers that already have a full slate that are super busy. So sometimes it's hard to facilitate a great interview experience, whether you pick the right candidate or not, 
because people are just busy and it's it's not their first priority. So what we like to do is make sure that every candidate that interviews with a company, we get feedback from them right after the call. How to go? What'd you feel? Any red flags? We tell our candidates all the time, when you go into an interview, it's not just them interviewing you. You're also interviewing them. You need to make sure this is a great fit for somewhere you want to be and you want to be impactful at. So giving that feedback back to our clients, a lot of them are receiving it for the first time and it's helped them create a better culture where they work, but also a better hiring process overall. Can you give an example of some feedback that you've given to a company from a candidate? Yeah, yeah, I can. We had one company uh, that we worked with and it was their director of IT was doing the final interview and we were fired up on the three candidates that we had put in front of them. We knew they were great fits and we were kind of hoping maybe they'd take all three of them. Um, And they all went through a first interview with their direct manager to be and loved the experience, all good. But they all got to the second interview with this director of IT and none of them wanted to work there anymore. They actually said, if I have to work with that person, I won't work with there anymore. And so we, we gave that feedback to the client and just said, hey, something's gone wrong here. Maybe it would be impactful to have your manager on that call with that director of IT next time because the feedback we were getting from the candidates was he was disinterested. He was, you know, wasn't really giving us time to answer, didn't respond to any of our answers, just kind of kept moving on. And immediately our candidates didn't feel like they were, you know, important. And so really important feedback to get back because they'd been looking for somebody in this role for six months. And I'd be shocked if that wasn't the reason that every time somebody that was good got there realized, "Mm, not for me. So Mm. that kind of feedback, you'd never really hear about it. You'd never think about it. And that director took the feedback on and said, you're right. I got to actually put more energy into this and I got to focus on. And we were able to place a great candidate there. Uh, just the other week, but it, it's one of many stories where mm-hmm. those kind of those information they get lost in the cycle, and it's important that somebody's there that has your back and can give it to you. That's like gold. That's gold information. When they look for someone, they look for experience, mm-hmm. and you're working exactly with the opposite. So, how do you kind of manage to close that gap between experience and? Opportunity. Yeah, great question, David. What we like to focus on specifically with the next generation of talent and often in entry-level roles where people don't have experience, that's what an entry-level role is. We like to focus less on pedigree and more on potential. And we talk to our clients about this. You want to find somebody that's going to latch on to what you need them to do, to grow, to be excited about it, to learn. You want that high-energy, high-potential individual versus somebody with a bunch of experience because a lot of the times, especially when we're working in tech, tech companies are great because while they all do something kind of similar, they all like to say we're completely different than anyone else, right? That's just what they do. Our culture's different. Everything's different. And so a lot of the times they actually look for people that don't have experience in that area because they want to mold them. They want to grow them. They want to show them their way. And so we're looking for people now that want that opportunity to learn. And that's a whole different conversation. What would you say that the myths are around the Gen Z generation? Uh, I think one of the ones I hear all the time is the entitled, the entire, like they're entitled. They, they think they deserve so much more all the time mm-hmm. when really you just have to paint these pictures of these career paths and set expectations, set guidelines from the start. They don't want to ever feel kind of lost or without information or not sure of where they're going or what their role is with the company. And so as long as that's clearly communicated, that's when we see these really sexful, s- successful 
relationships show up. I haven't heard you talk about the life work life balance. Yeah. Um, what is part it? of this? It, <laughs> yeah, I know. Well, a lot of people say there is no such thing, but um, particularly for the Gen Z group, is is that life balance something that's important? They don't want to live for their jobs, or that's what we hear. It, it might be what you hear, but mm-hmm. what's interesting to think about that too is that this generation focuses on who they work for, right? Mm-hmm. They want to know that the company that they work for aligns with their own values and. The best way to do it is to find somewhere where you can be your whole self at work and outside of work. So if if your values are kind of against each other or you're working 12 hours and you're not getting much time for yourself, well, maybe for some people that isn't a fit. But there's industries like if I look at uh, my sister's dating this awesome guy who's in investment banking and he is so excited to be working. 15, 16 hours a day. That motivates him. And so this generation, you can't just put one label over it. Everybody has their own values and things that drive them. Um, And so it's it's hard to define one generation in one unique Mm -hmm. way. But when we talk about work-life balance, there's a lot of different ways you can do it. So it's, it's a little bit deeper of a conversation. I agree. And it depends on the person. I think it's a personal Mm -hmm. thing. And, And so I want to ask you if you come now to, you know, present your company to me Mm -hmm. and um, we want to grow. What do I need to do and the company needs to do in order to accept the Generation Z and and what they want and how we we have to adapt as the old school, you know, 30 30 years doing the same thing in commercial real estate. What, What are the things that we should adapt? Well, the first thing I'd ask you, David, is why do you want to adapt? Right? Why do you want to bring in this next generation? Uh, well, I, I said it earlier. I want to be the disruptor. Right. And, mm-hmm. and that's something that you need to understand before you start to look at why you want to bring in this generation is why are we doing this again? Well, we want to get a little bit younger. We want to get some new ideas. So then you start to think when we're creating these roles, how do we let those characteristics of why we're bringing them in shine through? So do we have different types of meetings? Do we have different roles that we create to give them newer opportunities that we haven't done before? Do we experiment a little bit? But the number one thing you can do is bring these folks in, but also engage their feedback the whole way through. How can I make you feel more a part of this team? How can I help you be more successful? They'll give you what they need right there. You don't have to make up it. You don't have to look somewhere else. You got to talk to the people you bring in. And that's the same with every generation. You know, I talk to a lot of companies that focus on people with 20, 30 years of experience. How do we get more out of them? Well, have you asked them? Have you asked them what kind of changes they would like to see here or maybe some opportunities they could focus on? And that's where a lot of the gold comes from is those conversations, which historically we we found it a little uncomfortable to have. Do you find that the uh, resume building is a little different now as well for the Gen Z generation and cover letters? I mean, my daughter's sending out resumes and she said, nobody's even asking for for cover letters. And then there's also all of that when you're applying for a job, is it what's going to happen with um, the analytics and is it even going to get through? Like, how are you coaching the kids who are looking for jobs right now? Well, the number one thing is to get away from templates, right? Everybody. And and I love our, our, you know, our our campus uh, career uh, services, but a lot of the times I'll do these workshops and they'll give everyone three templates and then a company is getting 
40 resumes that look the exact same. So the number one thing is be yourself on your resume. Be creative. If you're a creative person, come up with a creative way to present yourself. But there's so much more that you can start doing outside of that. If you put your resume in, figure out who posted the job and send them a message on LinkedIn. Let them know. Find their email. Give them a call. There's a lot of little things you can do that kind of elevate that and and set you aside. I would be lying if I said that tech hasn't come in and, and disrupted a little bit about what goes on in that phase, right? There's code word scanning. There's quick mm-hmm. elimination software that they're using. The number one thing is be yourself and try to find a human connection with a hiring manager, whether that's a message, whether that's a phone call. Once you have that, they're going to have to look at your resume. For me, if you send me a resume, I prefer that you'll do first your volunteer work. I don't care about university degree. I don't care about the stuff that you did, you know, part-time, but I want to see more about the character. And and you're not alone in that, David. The thing is nobody knows who feels that way, right? So they all think they got to put everything they know out there. The benefit about working with Upwardly is we know exactly what you're looking for. And so we can talk to our candidates and say, hey, we don't need to go deep into this stuff. Let's focus on the things that David wants to hear about. And my favorite thing about our process for our candidates, and this is how we find this great talent, is first stage, our first meeting with them, we don't have a job lined up for them. We don't know where we're going to put them. We just want to hear who they are. And we ask them to bring to this first conversation with our recruiters two questions that you want us to ask you. And that comes from my own experience of getting on interviews and feeling like I did okay, but realizing, oh, I didn't get to talk about the two things I was so excited to talk about. And so when we start to kind of give that opportunity to candidates to share more about them as a whole person, some really powerful stuff comes out. Our guest this morning was Jackson McDonough, co-founder and CEO of Upwardly Careers. Thank you. And, you know, happy anniversary soon in June. Yeah, absolutely. Follow us on LinkedIn, Instagram, and check out our site, www.upwardly.ca. If you're a company looking for dynamic talent or you think you're that dynamic talent, reach out to us. Thank you guys for having us. Thank you. Thanks, Jackson. Calgary Next with Tara McCool and David Wallach is brought to you in part by Calgary Economic Development. Calgary is the choice for the world's best entrepreneurs, embracing technology to solve some of the greatest challenges.